Hello and welcome to our latest trends talk here at ITR Economics. I'm Connor Lokar, uh, an economist here on the team. And today with the new year, we're talking about a new generation. We're talking about who is Generation Z. Uh, now, this has come up as, you know, during the 2010s, it, it seemed like millennials were seemingly at the center of every discussion involving demographic groups. Uh, but with the new decade, just early on here in the year, a uh, new decade, new year, it appears that there's a new demographic group that's creeping into the forefront of public discourse, and that is Generation Z. Um, now, I'm sure that millennials, I am a millennial myself, I'm sure millennials' time in the demographic limelight is not over necessarily, probably not even close. Uh, and, you know, it's far too fun to blame us for everything and make fun of us. But uh, early questions from our clients at presentations this year and in webinars here in 2020 have indicated a bit of an increased appetite for content and information regarding Generation Z. So let's just start with who this generation is and, and you know, not necessarily the who and what, but the when, as far as when this generation is born. So, you know, one of the hardest things to do with generations, uh, particularly when you're making uh, comparisons between generations is, you know, setting the goalposts as far as when do they end and when do they begin. They, there can tend to be quite a bit of variation in that. And, um, you know, from source to source, depending on who's polling, who's talking about it, and that can often lead to, you know, flat out conflicting information and statistics in terms of headcount, average incomes, buying power savings, etc. So, you know, for me personally, for information on demographic groups, I've always turned to the folks at Pew Research Center. Uh, they're a nonpartisan uh, fact tank, which is certainly something uh, being apolitical here at ITR that we appreciate. Based in, They're based down in D.C., and they uh, conduct extensive public opinion polling, demographic research, among other things. And obviously, uh, given our data-driven focus here at ITR, we found that they have the deepest set of polling data that we can actually try to tie some of our notions and broad brush thinking back to empirical evidence uh, in terms of generational thinking. So I'm a fan. Now, Pew defines Generation Z as being born from 1997 through 2012, meaning that the oldest uh, Generation Zers would be 22 going on 23 here as we open up the year 2020. Uh, now, some, for example, have called Generation Z just anyone, anyone born after 1996 and said it's the largest generation ever, which doesn't really make sense because from 96 on, that would be 23 years plus and counting uh, compared to typically 16 to 19 years for other generations. Uh, the baby boomer generation at 19 years where Generation X typically defined at 16 years, millennials at 16 years. So that doesn't really make sense. So I think the 1997 through 2012 is a rather appropriate uh, start and end point for Generation Z. Now, uh, that would certainly make Gen Z very young still, obviously the youngest at eight and then the oldest at 22, 23. And I guess given the timing, I suppose it makes sense that they're starting to pop up on the radar of folks that we talk to in our presentations on the road as they are officially entering the workforce en masse in greater numbers, again, assuming that typical four-year degree, 21, 22. So in the last couple of years, they've really been trickling into the workforce. And Google Trends, uh, some research has shown skyrocketing search volume for Generation Z since 2018. So they clearly are at the top of mind. Now, the reality is, well, Gen Z, they're gaining more in popularity. They're really just getting started. Uh, as I said, the oldest Gen Z, they would have been just starting high school during the very end of the Great Recession. So, you know, perhaps they'll turn out less maybe economically jaded than uh, millennials are, less disenchanted with the American capitalist system. Maybe they will learn from my generation's proclivity to take on massive student loan debt. Uh, those that are opening their careers right now, they're at the front edge of uh, Generation Z. They're going into a labor market with nearly 
7 million job openings, not during a great recession as many of my millennial cohorts. Uh, hundreds of thousands of which are available in the trades and manufacturing. I actually talked to a gentleman last week after his, uh, one of my presentations. Uh, he said he coaches Alpine Skiing for high school kids and he said a surprisingly high number of kids on the team are considering a trade school, not that conventional four-year degree. So maybe they're paying attention. But uh, ultimately, you know, for us here at ITR Gen Z just isn't all that relevant yet. Not in terms of our forecasting for the next few years. Collectively, they just aren't viable in terms of purchasing power. Their value as a tax base uh, is just emerging as workers, even voters. So they're just not that relevant yet. Uh, by 2030, in that coming Great Depression, a, a decade from now that uh, we've been calling for here at ITR, they'll certainly have a part to play, and we'll keep an eye on that as we get closer. But I think for now, as a millennial, I'm looking forward to a new generation being on the hot seat to be made fun of, bashed, and blamed. I'll probably even join in. I'm Connor Lokar. Thanks for joining me.